Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I like to think that what we're doing is we're trying right now to create a new form of travel, right? With a focus on meaningful experience through connection between you and the other people that you travel with. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 57 of the Budget Minded Traveler Podcast. This will be our last episode in a series of four with people who have started businesses from their travels, which was actually kickstarted with me. And if you listened to that episode, number 54, I think it was, then you know that we had a guest host on that day. Nathaniel Boyle from the Daily Travel Podcast actually came on the show at my request to interview me. And I promised you all that we would have him back on to turn the mic around and find out what his story is and how he got into podcasting and the other things that he has up his sleeve. So that's what we're doing today. But first, I have a few things to mention. First of all, I am coming to you from Thailand today. But by the time you listen to this, I'm actually going to be in Italy. I've been in Thailand for the last month. I was in Chile before that. I've been on the road for about six weeks now. Um, By the time you listen to this, it'll be probably closer to two months. And I have been writing a lot. So check out the budgetmindedtraveler.com and travelingjackie.com if you're interested in seeing what I've been up to. And also, if you are on Snapchat, I would love to connect with you there. You should follow me. Um, my handle, whatever my name, my username there is travelingjackie. And it's the same on Instagram. And I wanted to encourage you guys to actually say hi. I know you're out there and I love it when you speak up. So don't be afraid to leave a comment either on the blog or on Instagram or snap me back. I love to hear from you. And on that note, I actually wanted to give a shout out to people right now who have left some awesome reviews for the podcast. I've said this before and I will say it again. It means so much to me to hear from you guys when you have such positive feedback for me. And the last thing that I'm going to say before we get into the interview is... Uh, You'll want to stick around for the end of this one because there is going to be a special announcement before this interview is over. And it includes quite an awesome opportunity for you, for all of us, actually. So on that note, let's go ahead and bring Nathaniel back on the show. So Nathaniel, I'm happy to have you on all over again. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great. It's a beautiful day here and uh, out here on sunny Cape Cod. And uh, yeah, life's good, Jackie. Why Why do I sense that you're lying about sunny Cape Cod right now that it's November? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It actually, it's, it's only sunny at this like exact moment. Up until now, it's been a really great day. And then I looked up as I said that and there's this like beam of sun pouring in through uh, the porch that's like right in front of my uh, office here. And, awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not very sunny these days and it's fu- the cold is finally setting in um, and I ate a fire this morning. So it's that kind of it's, it's that time of year. 
Cool. All right. So we know where you are. You know what's funny about this? Um, this uh, intro that I recorded that just came on before we started talking, I actually recorded in Thailand because we've already sat down once to try and make this interview happen and it didn't work. <laughs> Uh, it's not an uncommon thing for me to experience trying to record with people in Thailand only yeah. to find that their in, connection's not strong. In Thailand specifically? Uh, Thailand, Vietnam, India. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Some islands, sometimes on sailboats. I've talked to a lot of people in a lot of different places. And yeah, internet connection around the world is certainly not a consistent thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it wasn't so great in Thailand. So, so this is like a three, like a tri-country interview episode because I, I started it in Thailand. Now I'm in Italy and you're in the States. So yeah. And as much as I love uh, my home and I'm I actually, it's funny. It's like every time I, I go out and travel and the longer I'm away from home, the more I appreciate uh, being American really, or being from the United States. But I'm going to go ahead and say that the fact that you're in Italy right now means that you, you win, <laughs> you're, you're winning. I I think this is this is my ultimate destination. So I I I agree with you on a personal <laughs> on a personal preference level. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, I, I completely agree. I mean, Italy. <laughs> I, one of the things that we've uh, had a lot of time bonding over is this uh, this idea that this mutual love of love affair with Italy, right? Yes. Like the country, the food, the landscape, the hill towns, yes. the cities, the art. There's the style, the fashion, the people. Uh, there's nothing that I don't like about Italy. I mean, uh, the stracciatella. Sure, sure <laughs> oh my gosh. It's my new addiction. Um, oh, so anyway, as much as I love Italy, we're here to talk about you. So, and um, this is, <laughs> this is uh, the last interview in a series of uh, talking about people who have started businesses out of travel. So that's kind of the direction that we're going to take with this uh, interview. But first... We need to know who you are to figure out where you've been coming from with this. So why don't you kind of take it away with um, telling us a little bit about who you are and uh, when you started traveling? Wow. All right. I started traveling when I know, I was, loaded question, right? <laughs> it's a big one. It is. and it, But it's that's where I start all of my interviews. So I've had time to think about this. And I started mm-hmm. traveling when I was five. I turned six in a castle in England. My parents were getting divorced and my mother took us, uh, my and I, uh, along with some other family, to you know, to the, the uh, England, and we went. We stayed in London for like a, let's say a week, and then we went up to the north into the Lake District, and we had this castle, and it was it was just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Rolling green fields, crumbling stone walls, suits of armor, swords, capes, you know, just like a, a, a wonderland for someone that was just forming a sort of relationship with reality. This idea that. Uh, magical worlds really do exist for us to go out and to explore was sort of planted in my head, I think, at that time. Because to me, castles and capes and swords and being able to sit on cannons and the ruins of, mm-hmm. of other castles was like, wait a minute, this is real? You can go out and you can do this and you can experience these things and this feeling of being immersed in an environment of like wonder? It, to me, I think it sort of it was playful at the time and we all try to get back to this sort of childlike state of wonder. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I think I, I became addicted to that. I became hooked on finding that feeling again. And so for me, a lot of the work that I do now uh, is an attempt to recapture that and to help other people do the same in both their, you know, their life, their travels and their work. I think it's so cool that you got to do that at such a young age because 
I mean, we only have memories back to, I don't know. I, usually I think four is probably when people start to have their first memories. You know, you, you just don't remember stuff before that. And, and so these are some of your earliest memories. Am I, am I right about that? No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I remember, it's funny because I don't remember a lot of it. Like my childhood, I, I just don't have a particularly great memory for, mm-hmm. um, but I remember sort of fragments of feeling about being in this place about, you know, uh, the, the, almost like what it felt like to be there as opposed to distinct memories of saying this or doing this. You know, I kind of remember picking out my birthday cake at this little bakery and I picked <laughs> out this black forest cake and I was really excited because I was like, like chocolate cake. Yes. And then it was black forest cake, which has raspberry in it. Oh and no. At, Nowadays, I'm okay with it, but as a kid, I was like, <laughs> yes, oh, this is not would, okay. No way. That would not have been okay with <laughs> but, me either. So I, yeah, and I remember standing, being very small and standing in this kitchen that had this old wooden table and these pots, like brass pots and pans. And this is within this castle that we're staying in. So mm-hmm. um, I remember sort of the, these, these fleeting fragments of feeling as opposed to actually maybe what we classify as being full-fledged memories. So I think that travel travel affords us the opportunity to find these like these (laughs) tiny pulses of life that 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 like imbue us with uh, a memory that will or at least a feeling that we'll never forget. Right. It's like this idea that we encounter something that we've never encountered. And and so all of a sudden the aperture of the mind widens so that we can take in more information. And then that attention is the mother of memory. And that's where, you know, sort of unforgettable experiences born. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nicely said. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow. I mean, I may be in Italy right now and I may be winning for the moment, but dude, your first travel memory was in a, in a, in a castle when you were five (laughs) and you definitely win. I was really lucky. I mean, I I don't (laughs) say I was, I was the circumstances of the trip were, was that my parents split and it was sort of my mother um, using travel as a way to pull herself out of the sort of uh, routine uh, trap that I think that we all get into, which is w- whether or not, you know, we, we like it or not. Some people are averse to routine. Some people rely on it. Uh, but sometimes things get gummed up and we need to get ourselves unstuck. And I think taking a trip, you know, for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks and just getting, putting yourself in a new environment, surrounding yourself with um, the unexpected is the perfect way to sort of reset the narrative of your mm-hmm. life so that when you uh. go back home, you can say, I am not the person that I was before I left. I can't go back to being that person. I get to start again. And I don't know, for some people, it's springboard off of what you were doing. For other people, it's rebuilding. Um, and for some people, it's less dramatic. It's just invigorating. I cannot agree more. I love it. I mean, I'm kind of doing that myself right now, you know, so I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good, good. I mean, yeah. I think it's a really smart move to, to look travel as more than just an escape, more than just an opportunity to relax, but as, as an opportunity to finally go and do the thing that you're desiring to do in your life, right? Make that change. Absolutely. It's, a, it's like a travel is, is more than just maybe what you're thinking of it. It's actually like a device or a tool that you can use to begin the, the first step towards becoming the sort of that real you. I mean, I said we like to go back and, and uh, tap into childlike wonder and stuff, but like maybe there was the sense of who you were supposed to become that you might have let go of and you want to sort of, uh, 
I, I, I'm always really interested in the idea of bridging this idea between like what I once imagined that I would be versus who I am now and using travel as sort of a way to go out and explore myself to better understand exactly why I am the person that I am now and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, rebuild, I don't know if it's confidence or reinforce the direction that I'm going or even just make a pivot. It's to me, it's like wide open. It's, it's, it's just the key to unlocking that thing that you desire mm-hmm. to do within yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We could have an entire interview, like conversation just about this because you are hitting the nail on the head right now. It's awesome. Good. <laughs> I love to hear that. Oh, yeah, I'd like to hear that because what you're up to, Jackie, is very interesting to me. I, I think your travels are very, are very interesting. And, um, and it's, it's fun for me to sort of take note of people in your position mm-hmm. uh, that, that need travel in this way, you know, that look at travel as more than just like an opportunity to see the world, mm-hmm. but it's an opportunity to not just explore yourself, but to make that, that change and to start doing that thing that you know that you should be doing, but mm-hmm. aren't yet. Right. Which apparently your mother understood when you were five years old. Yeah. Yeah. She did. My, my mother's an artist, right? So I think, yeah. uh, so mine. <laughs> abstract. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we've had this, this talk. It's really yeah. funny. Uh, our, my mother's an abstract expressionist, so she's very sort of um, uh, that parallels her thought process, I think, in general, is that she can be very flighty. She's also very um, uh, outside of the box. And mm-hmm. so it was like, um, you know, I mean, I was at the time I was old enough to go. Um, my sister's a couple years younger than me. She doesn't remember the trip as well. Um, but she was finally old enough, I think, for my mother to say, you know what? The thing that I'm not doing, the thing that's not in my life is travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their relationship had to do with it, you know, but my father yeah. doesn't travel as much as my mother does these days. So maybe that had something to do with it. Well, people are different, you know, I mean, people need different things. So, I mean, it could be as simple mm-hmm. as that, but yeah, it likely is. So <laughs> you got introduced at a very young age, which I think is, I'm jealous of that. Honestly, like I, I wish that I could have had that taste um, when I was that young, because it turned out to be such a huge fascination and love in my life, but I had to basically explore it for myself, you know? So having seen, I mean, you had seen, you know, <laughs> wondrous foreign lands when you were five years old. Um, when did that become something that became, I guess, more regular in your life to where you maybe towards adulthood could choose to do it on your own and kind of turn it to, into something that you, you know, didn't want to set aside. Sure. So I've interviewed Jackie, like I've interviewed over 200 plus people on the daily travel podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's really interesting is the, for me, travel and identity have always been inextricably linked, but that's not true for everyone. And one thing that I've noticed is that the people that got started traveling earlier are more versed in speaking about travel as this philosophical concept or as this thing that helps them to explore uh, their own identity. You know what I mean? It's like they, it's because they sort of just have this relationship with travel as being more than something that you get to do when you're, you know, 18 or an adult or, or later or you're curious about. It's like it's more like I need, I continuously need to go out and explore because I'm answering questions about myself and what's more important than that in this one opportunity that we have to Mm -hmm. get to know ourselves. So, um, uh, 
uh, I think for me, uh, those questions were sort of rattling around in my head as I got older. And I think when I was, well, I can jump ahead. I mean, I, I traveled here and there as a kid with my family and stuff, uh, lots of islands, lots of kind of convenient stuff. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> so, and then, so different from my childhood, <laughs> lots, lots of <laughs> islands would never be included. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Anyways, um, in college, I, I really wanted to study abroad and uh, I looked into it and I was thinking of going to Australia. I was thinking of going to New Zealand. Nothing really came together. And for whatever reason, I, I studied in Los Angeles. That ended up being my, as a film student, that seemed really relevant. Ooh, that's studying to abroad to too, isn't it? LA. <laughs> it totally was. I mean, culturally, LA, I've, as a guy from Boston, it is not the same, not even close. I mean, I'm from um, Northern California and it's not the same. It's not even close, you know, <laughs> so I get that. Yeah. So I had this like real burning desire to to travel and to experience travel in a deeper way uh, that I was hoping I would do when I was a student, but it didn't materialize. And then when I graduated school, I had the opportunity to either um, you know, this is right out of college. I had the opportunity to go and take that gap year, which I honestly think everyone should do. If mm -hmm. you, if you're even thinking about it, just, just really look further into it, but just, but plan to go anyways. Um, Amen. I did not, I did, <laughs> I did not take that. I did not take that opportunity. And instead I took a job at a startup, um, in Boston because you know, the money and the opportunity and the chance to, to, if the startup took off, I would have been like number five employee there, which is a good opportunity to get in. Um, it didn't. Uh, it failed uh, when the economy tanked. And I, what it did do for me, even though I do kind of regret taking this job, what it did do for me is it allowed me to save up enough to take a year off and go around the world. That's important. During, Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have just I couldn't have just gone out of out of out of college in the same way that I did. And so I was able to go bigger because, you know, I wanted to take the Trans-Siberian Railway and I wanted to uh, live in New Zealand and I wanted to go around the world. You know, I didn't want to just go to Southeast Asia and do a few countries. Like I wanted to circumnavigate the planet and say that I've done that because just growing up, I was this sort of tiny speck on this planet and this idea that you could actually go around the whole thing. And I'm not talking about on foot or anything complicated, right? Like I've talked to people that have sailed around the world and that blows my mind mm -hmm. I'm perfectly okay as a beginner traveler at that time, <laughs> jumping on an airplane and oh, flying yeah. around the world and saying, I've done it because it's a means. Uh, it's, and, and you know what? I did it. And I took the Trans-Siberian, which was three weeks from Beijing through Mongolia, across Siberia to, to Moscow and St. Petersburg. Absolutely life-changing. And so for me, that was my opportunity to not only, I think, did, did I embrace that opportunity to explore myself through the world, but like to also become highly curious about the world, right. And about other people. And I think that I broke the shell of, uh, maybe being a shy person. I, I wasn't super shy, you know, but I like, I mean, you come out of your shell just in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's always like another shell to shed. And, uh, mm, I love that. And it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, eating new foods, challenging myself, jumping out of airplanes, doing things that I didn't think I was possible, <laughs> I was capable of doing, you know, yeah. and now wondering if I've done some of these things, what can I not do? And it's it, mm. really looking at the world in a different way, uh, in a much more curious way. And when you look at the world that way, you begin to look at yourself that way. Yeah. Uh, you're so inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this makes I, me, well, I mean, I wanted to get into recording podcasts and talking to people about this because I do care a lot about this mm -hmm. and yet recording, you know, 200 plus, uh, interviews 
in the course of a year really gave me the opportunity to practice talking about these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. in a way that does inspire. That's my goal, Jackie. Like yours is the same. It's to inspire people to go out and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been like deliberately practicing every time I hit record uh, to speak that message mm-hmm. that, like right there because I, I would love to be the voice for um, why the emotional value of travel, right? Mm-hmm. I think you are. I mean, it's working. So congratulations. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of that, um, I'm really curious about... So you came back from around the world trip. How old were you when that that happened? Uh, I was right out of college. So I was about 20. Early 20s? I took the job for... No, I took the job for a couple of years. Mid-20s. Mid-20s. Okay. So... Let's let's pretend I was 25 because I'm not doing math in my head at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't blame you. I never do math in my head. Uh, so let's see. When then did you first have the notion that you could create an income with something based off of travel? Like, where did the idea come from to start your podcast? Or was that the first idea? Or was there something else? Yeah, good question. So uh, this again, let me jump back to when I was a kid. Uh, I never had, you know, not only did I have divorced parents, which is one thing, but I had, uh, my father was an entrepreneur, right? So he went from kind of company to company, business idea to business idea. My mother's a painter, right? So like I never had any semblance of routine growing up except for get up and go to school, right? Like aside from that, uh, watching my parents, there was no model of like how you're supposed to go about living your life. And I've always thought maybe abstractly like my mother and my father is also one of the more creative people I know because just uh, his solutions are, are maybe more logic based. And um, he's the smartest person I know is my father. And so it, it's been really uh, it's been this sort of calling of mine, I think, to find my own work, right? And to do work that I love. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what mm-hmm. I've been, what I've needed to do because out of college, I took that job and I was miserable. Like mm-hmm. I, I really hated it. And when I got back from my trip around the world, I knew that I couldn't not continue traveling and I needed to make that a regular part of my life. I needed to figure out how to do that. And so the first thing I did was I picked up web design skills, right? Because mm-hmm. I needed some sort of, you, you did this too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is You're like telling my story. <laughs> Totally. Right. But like I wanted to pack my parachute and and make sure that no matter what, I could go and work from anywhere at any point. Um, Unfortunately, after I picked up web design, I took a job for a couple of years, which taught me more than I could ever have have learned on my own. Like I learned from people who are brilliant at web design. Um, I I wasn't happy with the, with only having, actually I I had, which this is great for an American, but I had four weeks off. So, um, I still, that wasn't enough for me, right? Like that's still less than a lot of other countries. And anyways, we don't need to get into comparing vacation times, but I wasn't satisfied by the work that I was doing. And I think it's really important that if the work or the paycheck isn't paying the emotional bills, you need to reassess uh, the work that you're doing and mm-hmm. the, the way that you're investing your time. Absolutely. And yeah, so I, I knew that travel was still that thing, right? Like I had never actually come back from that trip entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had one foot 
uh, us to see. And so it was like, how do I, how do I, how do I fix this? So I started looking at business ideas and I threw multiple and I actually locked in on one, grew it up. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, I could tell you it was a basically like a subscription box company or which ended up, that was the idea. And then it ended up being like a gift box mm-hmm. thing. But what I was doing was, um, sourcing, uh, uh, artisanal products and like, like food or, or mostly food, but you know, whatever artisanal locally sourced, uh, handmade products and putting them in a box. And I ended up growing this business. This is me like flailing and trying to figure out like how to, how to grow a business, how to do something for me. I wanted to go to different places and like get to, cause I love going to markets when I travel. So I thought like, you know, what if I just go to a market and I pick out all my favorite things and I put that all together. Anyways, turns out you deal with inventory, you deal with expiring products, you deal with Packaging and shipping. I hate all of these things. So I ended up growing this business to, and I had like four recurring clients paying me, you know, thousands of dollars each. Uh, this thing was like, was happening. And I got through a Christmas like season, which was an absolute nightmare of orders. <laughs> and, um, and I got all the boxes out and, and I immediately closed it down because one of the things I learned was that there are, there's, two types of work. I think there's, and this is really important. There's work that relieves you. And this was the work that relieved me, right? Like I was putting stuff in a box, putting it in the mail and sending it out. And I was like, Whew, thank God that's done. Right. Yeah. And then there's work that recharges you. Right. And I started recording this podcast because I, uh, this podcast in travel, because I, I noticed that nobody was really doing it. Uh, you had just, you and I launched our shows like within the same month. Mm-hmm. And and there were maybe two or three other active shows that weren't about Disney World on yeah. mm-hmm. iTunes. And so I was like, you know, a In lot of people niche. said, yeah. yeah, a lot of people were like, you should start a travel blog. And I was like, there are so many travel blogs. I don't want to um, be another fish in that extremely deep sea. I, I would rather do something that nobody else is doing. And so I realized that very few people are podcasting about travel and nobody is doing it every day. So mm-hmm. let me be uh, the first and only. No one else is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's an opportunity. Sorry. I saw it as an opportunity to be the only person to know I was the only person in the world doing that. I know. That. You're like, just a I'm hard worker. In like, yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of work. I mean, I recorded 40 interviews before I even launched the show. I, um, <clears throat> I solved all sorts of problems. But you know what? Like, this isn't something that would pay the bills. But what this did do is that this is the work that recharged me. So again, there's work that relieves you. There's work that recharges me. I would stop recording on on a podcast and I would like explode out of the room, right? Mm. Like I would be like, oh my God, that was the most <laughs> amazing, mind-blowing conversation. I can't wait to do that again. And I really felt like I was onto something. Like I felt like this is the direction I can go because the more I do it, the better I get. And I think as a creative person, that's the impulse that we need to chase. Like if you're getting better doing the work that, that is recharging you, then keep going because that mm. might be your bliss. Absolutely. And yeah, so... So you hit on something, though, that I yes. wanted to ask you about. Because um, okay. you you just said that you said something along the lines of it's it's not going to be a money maker for you, but it was your recharge. You know, it was your emotional. It was paying your emotional bills. You know, whatever. Um, so how did you see a future for this? Where did you want it to go? And how, I mean, because you can't, well, I mean, I know all too well about 
making money as a podcaster. Uh, it doesn't really happen. <laughs> but, um, but what was your idea behind it? Because you didn't have a blog to, you know, try to leverage exposure. Like, I- I'm not sure what your, like, what it was other than emotionally. And did you keep your web design job through this? Like, how were you making money? Yeah. All right. So I continued to freelance web design, which I'd been doing for a few years before. I had some regular clients. I had some, I don't want to say stable or steady income. You know what I mean? It's not that. I had to still continue to hustle and find clients for my web design business. And that was what was paying the bill. Mm-hmm. So the travel stuff um, did not and, and continues to it today struggle to pay the bills because it's a startup. I mean, I'm one mm-hmm. year into a startup. Startups take a while to uh, to turn true, actual, consistent revenue. And so that's kind of where my head is in this. Notice how, though, you had said, like, how do you figure out the income? I think I just want to lay out the reason why I answered the way I did before is because I think it was really important for me to not... I had already made the, the mistake of chasing the money mm-hmm. right out of college mm-hmm. instead of going on that trip, right? And I regretted it. And so there I was. I caught myself again doing work that I hated, so that I could, you know, uh, find freedom, whatever that was. I was really, I was not finding freedom. I was finding misery. And I was not going to travel because I had, you know, to complete orders and I had to serve clients. And I saw myself building a business that could be successful, but it was the wrong business and I was constructing the wrong life. And so I knew that I needed to back out and reset and chase the thing that felt right, that solved the emotional problem first. Like I needed to love, truly love the work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough road to go down. There were, there were a lot of like sleepless nights and there still are, but those were, the, those were the worst sleepless nights when you feel like you're wasting your time doing the wrong thing. That's mm. the worst feeling. And, um, and mm-hmm. so for me, it was like, all right, travel is this thing that has always been there for me. It's always helped me figure things out. And so I took a trip, actually bought a, I got a mistake for a $175 round trip flight from, uh, to Milan from New York. And, uh, and I took a couple trains up to Zermatt, Switzerland, and I hung out underneath the Matterhorn in the dead of winter. And I designed this podcast. I loved doing mm. it. And I really, and I, I laid down all of the ideas of this like big dream vision, not just for the show. Cause you know, you can hope that a show takes off and you get, you know, a hundred thousand downloads or a million downloads. And all of a sudden you got sponsorship and you're taken care of, right? That is so anomalous. That's like 0.001% of all podcasts actually experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So I had we do it because we a, love it. <laughs> we do it because we love it. Yeah, exactly. And also, we hope that we hope that people will listen to the things that we have to say, mm-hmm. and it will resonate with them because we're trying to build businesses for ourselves that help people in their lives, that help people through travel. It's either to help people out there and see the world, or it's help people like make a change, that change in their life. And for me, I really wanted to chase that like that deep thing. I got into the, I got into the podcast. I started recording it. I started uh, exploring people's stories and I knew that I wanted to create some form of community. Like it's really hard. I think when we're podcasting, because if you're listening to me talk right now, like you might, some of this might be resonating with you, but you can't just pick up, you know, your, your phone and use the podcasting app to leave a comment, right? Like Mm. you have to either go to Jackie's blog or you have to find me on Twitter on Instagram or something like that and reach out and tell me that. And there's like three or four steps in there that most people don't do. Mm -hmm. So I know that I knew that I wanted to use this as a way to sort of inspire and maybe, maybe capture the attention of people that for whom my work could help 
enough that maybe they'll come over to my website and they'll check that out. Right. So for me, I wanted to build a community and I knew that like building the framework for a community, an online community, like a membership site uh, would be uh, the best way I think to engage with a, a, uh, a customer or a group of people who are not just, you know, not just want to be a part of a community, but actually are like buying into it for solutions, right? Because then I can, I can directly address those solutions and I can use the group as sort of a collective hive mind to help each other out. And so that's really was the initial idea for, I'll start a podcast, I'll grow an audience, and then hopefully they will be interested in this, in joining a community of people that uh, all want to see the world, make a change in their lives, explore themselves, et cetera. And please do go on because I feel like we're getting warmer <laughs> to something. <laughs> yeah. So, so please um, explain. Uh, yeah. So as I kept going and exploring the stories of people through my podcast, it eventually turned into this thing where I began to recognize the, uh, the value of two things. One, connecting with other people and how amazing that can be for you. Like if it's not just, not just people who are doing the things that you maybe want to be doing and can, you can be inspired by those people, but also to connect with the people who desire to do the things that you want to do because it can be a support structure for you. Mm-hmm. each other it's the same idea that you go out and you travel if you're solo traveling or you have a moment to yourself to wander through the streets of a, a you know uh some forgotten town somewhere and you feel this sense of solitude you could be anyone in that moment there's all these different identities and roles for us waiting to be played waiting to be explored out there in the world you could be anyone and so it's that same sort of thing it's like there's you have your own definition for yourself back home that sometimes can hold us back from making that change, making that progress. And so we need people that don't know who we have been. They only see us for who we might become. The potential that's in all of us, I think, to, uh, you know, to create something amazing. And I think it's really important to connect with people like that. And so as I began to explore the stories of my guests, I began to connect with them on a personal level. I began to become inspired by them. And we began to sort of help each other because I think they too liked what I brought to the table and felt like, wow, what are you working on? So all of a sudden it's like, this is this value of stories, this value of travel, this value of connection and people. And so for me, it was like, I'm beginning to understand (laughs) this world that we live in through the work that I'm doing, through this exploration of not just going out into it, but going into myself and exploring myself through all of these connections. And that's where the idea for my business really took hold. I was like, there's something really cool here. I don't know. My mother's an artist. I've always, I went to film school. I kind of have an art side to me. So I kind of want to, I feel like life is one big art project, like Mm. super high risk art project. Mm -hmm. But, but I wanted to create something that was like a catch all for all of my crazy wild, either entrepreneurial or artistic ideas. So I created what I'm calling today Holocene. Holocene is the, well, I came up with the name because it's the epic under which we all live in, right? It's the last 10,000 years from the Ice Age to today. But it's kind of hard to relate to that. It's like we never, like, what does it mean to be living in an epic? It's, it's this sort of unknowable thing that we're all a part of. And so I don't know if you see the parallel, but it's this idea that we like to pretend like we understand everything, but we sort of also struggle to, uh, struggle to sort of understand our place in this like vast world. So for me, I really, I really want to explore the world one story at a time together with a community 
and that's uh, that's what Holocene is. And uh, it's grown a little bit more, and we can dive deeper into it. But that's really the heart of it. It's 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 this community of people who are united around the transformational power of travel and storytelling. And okay, this is awesome. So this is brand new, right? It's yeah. I mean, it's it's like as I say this, we are in the process of like rolling out different features and stuff, right? Okay. So like the website has gone yeah. from a coming soon page to like a uh, uh, join the community page pretty much. But so, we've got, uh, you know, the podcast is, is going to support it. We're going to have a, a, an amazing blog channel exploring transformational uh, storytelling in travel. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, so where can people find this? Uh, if you go over to holocene.io, uh, everything's right there. And There'll so be a big button there on that homepage. And who, who are you looking for? Like how, um, who, who is your target, I guess? Like if there are listeners out there right now, uh, what, will, what will they need to hear um, or what do they want to hear about, about Holocene that, that would interest them, you know? If there's something in your life that you know or you believe that you want to be doing but you're not yet, whether that's travel, whether that's writing that novel, whether that's starting that business or finding location independence or finding the love of your life, whatever that thing is, like <laughs> you can help with that. Whatever, uh, <laughs> travel can help with that, right? Like going uh, yeah, out yeah, and exploring yeah. the world and connecting with other people, like-minded people to help you uh, find yourself. Like, that's really what this community is built around. So again, if there's some change that you want to make in your life, then, uh, and you think travel could help you get there, that's the person that I'm looking for. The person who's sensitive to this idea of the emotional value of travel and its transformational capabilities. That's so great. I think it's great. And wh- if someone joins, what are the, what are the kind of benefits of what are they, what are they getting? Good question. So we're still building up the benefits. And if you join, you're going to get them. So for example, we're looking at uh, a lot of different like value adds, like membership to sites, uh, free apps that would normally cost money, that sort of thing. Um, I can't, (laughs) I I can't describe exactly what those are yet, but they're going to be rolled out and that should make it even more enticing. What you are getting right out of the gates though, is access to the community, access to me, uh, conversations and webinars about travel to you sort of feel safer or feel more empowered to go out. Um, and then uh, what we've built into the platform is a, uh, is a, this is my favorite part really. Um, is it, it basically, it's just like an alert service for uh, really discounted airfare. So this is particularly good for you, Jackie. So like, let's say you're living in Europe right now and you're, what in Italy now and thinking about Germany next. And then you don't quite know there might be a gap of time in there. And then all of a sudden your phone is like, Hey, there are flights right now, or, you know, there are flights on sale in a month from now going from Munich to, um, let's say Morocco. And it's like, you know, 150 euros or something like that. And you're like, sweet. That's not going to be any cheaper than that. I might as well go to Morocco. You can kind of impulsively make this purchase. You don't have to be a, a nomad like you. This is a, this is just aggregates all of the cheap airfare deals um, across the across the web, especially all of the mistake fares that you don't want to miss out on. This will send you a text message as soon as they're known, hmm. and then you can go and snap it up and fly to if you want lawn from New York for one hundred seventy five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that, to me, that's that's how I travel. I've I've kind of regained control of my time. And then I look for the, the bargain basement deals and that saves me, 
like thousands of dollars. Didn't you go so to hoping. Oman too this year? I did. I flew $178, I think, uh, right at Boston to uh, Abu Dhabi. And then I rented a car from there, drove up to Dubai, stayed hmm. in Dubai for a couple of days. And then I drove up to the exclave of Oman, which is, uh, there's a little town, Kassab, which is up in the fjords of Oman. They call it the Norway of the Middle East because fjords are not something you think of when you're thinking of no, the not sort so of much. desert Middle East, right? But it's, it's so cool. And it's, it's just like a, uh, a waterway between you and Iran. There's, uh, it, it, that was a really cool place. Oman is a really great way to go and see the, uh, the Arab world or the Arabian peninsula without, uh, uh I don't know, without maybe any of the politics that are hmm. sort of mm-hmm. polluting the desire to go to a lot of these places. It's a beautiful country. It really is. Awesome. Um, and I, I, but yeah, that was because that, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, no, but that okay. flight, that flight was because I remember I woke up Christmas morning and I had a text message. I woke up to a text message on my phone that said $175 mistake fare, New York to Oman. And I bought that before I got out of bed. I bought it on Orbitz, <laughs> which gave me 24 hours oh to decide whether or not to uh, confirm it. So I, I bought the ticket, went downstairs, opened presents, and then spent the rest <laughs> of the day being like, do I want to go to Abu Dhabi? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> Did you say that was Christmas? That was Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yes, it is Christmas. Jeez. That's amazing. <laughs> ha- happy Christmas. Here's a ridiculously cheap flight to the Middle East. <laughs> exactly. Nice. I, I sent, I think I, I called a few people. I was like, do you want to go? No. Do you want to go? No. Do you want to go? I'm gone. And then I was like, I'm buying one for myself. <laughs> you <laughs> should have called alone, me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Did I, do, I don't know if I, I barely knew you. I think at that point. Probably. <laughs> That, yeah. Um, well, cool. Okay. So the, the flight alerts is a big deal. Um, ch- chat platforms, uh, access to expert travelers, etc. cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that's, cool. that's kind of what we're doing and we're going to continue to add more value to make it more of a no brainer for anybody that wants to save. You know, it's, I think it's like $10 a month or something. Um, it's should know my pricing. Um, <laughs> I was uh, like, but, uh, didn't you set it? <laughs> but the idea is to save you, if you want to travel, is to save you thousands of dollars. So mm-hmm. I'm, my goal is over the next year is to just pump this thing so full of value yeah. that Love it. it becomes a no-brainer. Love yeah. it. Um, all right. So so that's Holocene. And we can go to holocene.io. Um, Holocene, H-O-L-O-C-E-N-E.io for anybody who yeah. is not certain about that. Um there is one more thing that we need to talk about, though. <laughs> yes. And, and, and this is getting the drum roll. And I already told them at the beginning that there is going to be a big announcement at the end of this episode. So now we get to reward the people who have listened to us talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> if you're still on here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so why don't, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> well, I think, Jackie, one of the things that we... Um, come together on is this sort of respect for the emotional value of travel. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have a real like zeal for adventure travel. Like you oh, yeah. love adventure. You love the style of, of, uh, of group travel in particular. And for me, I have been looking at, I spent, spent the past year working with people on trips in particular settings to 
experiment in ways to better connect to them. And we've experienced this sort of together, this way that you can, you can sit down with people and you can accelerate the process of making a connection between people. Mm-hmm. It's through, it's, it's through conversations, it's through questions, it's through exercises and stuff. Anyways, um, my, my point in saying all of this is that I have for a while now believed that there was a way to build meaningful experience and connection into the travel process for anybody that like wants to go out and make a change in their life. Why not meet people who see that potential in you within an environment of adventure travel? Like to me, this is, this is like, I think meaningful experience is something that a lot of younger travelers these days want. Mm -hmm. And this is, I think a really great opportunity to take travel and, and connect people because the best stories, and I say this all the time, come from the people we meet and the ways in which we help each other find our way. So I want to do a lot more of that in travel. So now that I've sort of amorphously or nebulously described what we're talking about, uh, you want to take it from there? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, enter me. So we, I don't even know when you first told me about Holocene. Um, I love the idea of Holocene. And I think that there's a lot, uh, a lot of potential behind it. And Essentially, I sort of showed up and said, hey, I have this idea. This is something I've been thinking about for a while. Why don't we join forces? Um, And so what I've been wanting to do is travel with people. Um, I have been for many years um, kind of building a network of, of people who have asked me, you know, are you ever going to do, are you ever going to take, you know, people on trips. And, and it's always been something in the back of my head. Um, and I saw Holocene as the perfect platform to make this happen. And so kind of <laughs> jumped on going board, back and forth, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jumped on board with your idea and said, Hey, is this something you'd be interested in? So Nathaniel and I are actually launching a an, a, a new way to travel in groups um, to these amazing places to have these meaningful experiences. And we're calling it Holocene Immersions. I didn't do the drum yeah, roll. So. We could do the drum roll on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> we just add uh, a drum roll sound. Yeah, effect. drum roll but, after. Yeah, this, I think but, that I like to think that what we're doing is we're trying right now to create a new form of travel, right? With a focus on meaningful experience through connection between you and the other people that you travel with, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's people that you're coming with or maybe you're coming solo and we're going to bring eight to 10 people to a place of awe, like to put you in a landscape that's vast and adventurous and to do things together that challenge you a little bit. You know, I'm not, we're not talking about like necessarily jumping out of airplanes or doing anything. We're that, doing like, know, like run- the, the trust falls or anything. Not, not like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we're not, it's nothing weird like that. It's also not anything that's, uh, uh, limiting. Like if you're listening to this, you can do these things. I yeah, truly believe that. Absolutely. And, um, and so what, yeah, so what we're doing are these, we're putting together these group trips in partnership with, um, amazing places and we're going to start to take, yeah, eight to 10 people on these, on these trips to help them connect, yeah. see what we can uh, pull out of that. Mm-hmm. And we're aiming to actually have our first trip sooner than later. Uh, we're about to announce it. So if you are interested in staying informed, head over to holoceneimmersions.com and uh, you can sign up your email address there. And then you'll be the first to hear when our first trip is ready to go. 
fun. All right. So again, that's HolocceneImmersions.com. H-O-L-O-C-E-N-E Immersions.com. Uh, that will be, yeah, it's, this is like a really exciting branch of Holocene for me because mm -hmm. it's the actual travel bit, <laughs> which yes, is really cool. I know. And it's something that we've, you know, that, mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people in the travel media space would, would love to play with. And, mm -hmm. um, and this is, this is a sort of natural partnership, I think. So it, for me, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I are going to be on these trips, uh, especially at the beginning um, and so this is the opportunity for people to come travel with us and experience these things with us. If they, if you, if, if you want to, if you're listening and, and you have interest in that, um, and we're picking some really incredible location destinations. So, uh, get your email address in there so you can stay informed. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. So that was our big news. I'm excited. It's out there. We did it. It's out there. Yeah. It's a little intimidating to put new ideas out there in the world. It is, but I think it's, I think it's going to be amazing. Part. I really do. Um, I know that it will. So, well, cool. Um, what, is there anything else that you wanted to add about, uh, about you and Holocene and the, the podcast? No, just, I guess I'll just wrap up by saying that if anybody is interested in what, we've been talking about today or if any of this resonates with you if you're looking for this style of travel or this experience in your life then come on over to holocene check it out holocene.io mm -hmm. um and uh, i would or reach just reach out to me i'm at nathaniel on twitter i'm at nathaniel boyle on instagram reach out to me find me um just say hi uh, <laughs> i'd love mm -hmm. to hear from you because i'm i'm trying to help if this resonates with you you're exactly the kind of person i want to chat with awesome thank you again nathaniel for joining us twice now it's been great to have you. Uh, we should Thank probably you. do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun. This is a good time. And uh, yeah, anytime you need me to come back on here and, and awesome. uh, just chat travel. I'm yeah, down. great. Uh, and you guys, as always, you can find the show notes for this episode at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 57. Uh, and be sure to check out Nathaniel's podcast, dailytravelpodcast.com if you haven't yet. And um, head on over to holocene.io or holoceneimmersions.com if you are more interested in that. And um, yeah, come travel with us and uh, we'll be stoked to have you. So uh, that's it for today. Thanks guys for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.